0: Overcoming abject poverty, humiliating sexism, and the fear of moving to an entirely new culture to achieve success as an immigrant through problem-solving and education. With that new Watt from WingsEducation.com on episode number 170 of the Beyond Adversity podcast, With Dr. Brad Miller.
1: And I'm not somebody's problem to just marry me off from, like, just transfer me from one head to another head. That's it. I'm not a problem. And I'm a problem solver. Like, I want to solve my own life's problem. I don't want to depend on a man.
0: What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. I'm on a mission to help people build their own income
1: streams and amplify their earning power. Dr. Brad Miller's mission is to help you navigate tough
2: times and prosper here on the Beyond Adversity podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad.
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Muller. This is the podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through. Overcoming adversity to achieve success in life, peace. Prosperity and purpose. You can head over to our website, drbradmiller.com, find over 160 episodes of the podcast, which is dedicated to helping you find a process to go to get unstuck and to succeed in life. Let me ask you this question: What if you found yourself in a circumstance where in order to succeed in life, you had to leave your home? Leave the language that you've known. You had to move into an entirely different culture and impart yourself into that culture in order to learn their ways, in order to have an opportunity for success. That's the story of immigrants and immigration, how many folks from different lands have traveled to other lands United States, Canada, Western countries, Australia, in order to have an opportunity for success in life. But think about what incredible obstacles they have to overcome. Language barriers, cultural norms, uh, economic hardships, money, all that comes into play. So what is the solution? What is the opportunity there? Because the obstacles are great. Our guest today, Anu Watt, speaks to this. She has an organization called Wings Education, which speaks to the needs of helping immigrants, in the United States at least, to find a pathway, find a way to succeed through education and through a problem-solving process that she has dedicated herself to. In our podcast here today, you're going to learn a couple of things. You're going to feel some things, and you're going to have some actionable takeaway points. You're going to learn about the situation that many immigrants find themselves in and how it is an incredibly excruciating process to move from their homelands to a place where they have some opportunity. Anu herself tells her story about moving from from uh, India To the United States to receive an education and all the things she had to go through with her family and with the system, India, and how she had overcome some things in the United States in order to have success. But it was all through her determination and her determination to succeed through education. Here's what you're going to feel. You're going to feel some of the pain that she went through and some of the people that she works through. There was sexism involved. There was the the, uh, pressure for arranged marriages, people who had uh, committed fraud to take her money, a pressure to succeed when she did arrive in the United States, and then things to overcome here and uh, language barriers and other things that she had to deal with. Incredibly frustrating, upsetting process for many immigrants to go through. And it's a process that everybody needs to be aware of. And we can all learn from that process where we can take this knowledge and the determination then to be a problem solver, to understand you can face things with grace and with belief and good things can happen. Anu has a process. Anu has a process and she teaches it at her company, which is wingseducations.com. The services that people need A to Z in order to navigate all the things an immigrant needs to do in order to succeed in the West. She had her defining moments and now she helps others to have their defining moments. We're going to have some defining moments right here today here on Beyond Adversity as we get to know Anu Watt. On the other side of our interview, we're going to talk about some practical steps that she took and that we can take in order to face the adversity that we have when we have to face incredibly new things, just like an immigrant, and what we can do about it. So come back to us on the other side. Right now, let's get into this fascinating conversation with Anu Watt. Anu Watt, welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Brad.
0: You have a story to tell, uh, and it's quite a fascinating story to tell, your own personal story, and then the story of uh, working with a lot of folks who are facing some challenges in life. And uh, we're talking about the world here of immigration, and among other things, and all the things that are involved with that. I've got some of my own stories to tell along this line, but I really want to hear yours, First of all, tell us a little bit about you and maybe your immigration story and maybe some of the challenges that you faced as we then begin to frame that to help us look at the work that you do now.
1: I was raised in India. It has been a third world country for many years now. And it really shows in its culture as why it's still a third world country and what challenges it faces. The greatest challenge I faced in my abroad migration journey, the mindset of the people. Being a woman is not easy in that country. Like you are a second class citizen. Very few people respect you. Like people will say women should be respected, but nobody actually does that. Very underestimating, really no opportunities, not only for women, but for citizens in itself, like within the country. There's like 1.3 billion of them in one single country. There are no opportunities because if you don't want something, there's like thousands or millions of others who are in the line waiting for it for years. So the greatest challenge for me was being a woman and navigating the culture and the mindset of people who didn't want me moving abroad. And for them, the best future for me was just to get married and be settled. It could be to anybody, like literally, just get married to anyone. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have any choice in the in the matter of your marriage as well.
0: Was this a culture of arranged marriages, for instance, that type of thing?
1: Uh, yes, actually, it's still very prevalent. Arranged marriages are very prevalent. People still prefer it. That's what happens a lot. But like now, the people have been more open towards the choosing their own like children choosing their own spouses and family members having the freedom when I lived in the country there was no freedom like no and and my another problem was I came from a poor family my prospects were already less like in terms of working in terms of educating myself or just about anything because of the financial restrictions so even for me, like for my parents, everybody suggested, you know, you, you you should be happy. You have daughters, not sons, because you can marry the daughters off and you'll be done. You don't have to worry about them. They are not your problem anymore. They become somebody else's problem. So nobody solves a problem. They just push the problem away from one person to another. And girls are the biggest problem in the entire culture.
0: The situation was in India there. You mentioned being a woman and being poor and being difficult, uh, cultural. So what were some of the things that led you here now and got you situated in a new way of life here?
1: I think in the U.S., the freedom is a lot more than India ever had. At least for me, like, I know a lot of people still prefer India to live their life over US. But for me, the freedom here, like nobody cares, or nobody judges each other, because nobody has time, they have their own thing going on. We don't have time to judge anybody else. And people are supportive. People help each other. And I didn't find that because all I found was sabotage. And backstabbing and betrayals, like betrayals at every step of life. Like I get out the door, there's like five betrayals waiting for me right there.
0: By betrayals, you mean within a family structure or within like a an employment environment? Is that what you mean yes, by backstabbing? Yes, within the family, at employment,
1: <clears throat> amongst friends, at school, everywhere. Like you name it. You're, you're, any place of association for a person there's like hundreds of betrayals waiting there because everybody is looking for their own benefit.
0: And so now you've found your way to the States and you you work with an organization called Wings Education, which has to do with educational services for uh, immigrants kind of primarily. Well, tell me, but I'm interested a little bit more about your story, how you got there then in the terms of. What did you find were some of the key decisions or actions, especially if they went against the norms of what you were used to? They kind of broke a pattern. What were some of the key decisions that you made were the transition points for you?
1: So um, I decided I wanted to move abroad, but I had no guidance. So I reached out to a consultant and then they betrayed me. I was already poor. I paid them for their services. They betrayed me. The owner was very selfish. He still is very selfish. And he only works for money. Same thing happened. They took my money. They never had me back. And that's when I decided, like, what's the point? And eventually, after a few months, I made it to the U.S. And after a few more months, I think one semester or two semesters down the line, I thought to myself, like, I live in this country. I have an education from the U.S. There isn't going to be a better credibility amongst the aspirants like immigrant aspirants who want to move abroad to study because they want somebody who has been in their shoes so i have studied here i live here so there couldn't be anybody more qualified than me who can help them get move abroad and that's when i founded wings educations
0: so you not only took the leap of faith, and they took the actions to move from your country of origin, India, you broke some patterns, you uh, had some issues with your family, sounds like, and you certainly broke the norms in terms of women being employed in your country. And not only you got here, and you got your education, and that's probably a story right there, but you took the leap of faith, which even in uh, in Western culture is a pretty big one, started a new business. So you're quite a risk taker aren't you Anu you you you're willing to do something tell me about the fear or the overcoming of the fear of uh, the risk taking a risk to try something new what do you do to uh, get yourself the courage to take a leap of faith you've mentioned several already it's
1: tough you know coming to a point where deciding if staying put good or moving on and searching for a better option is, is a choice. And I was put on those c- crossroads when I made my decision to move to the U.S. for studies. The only motivation for me, I believe, I had was, so I don't have any problems with my family I love my family, my parents, my sibling. I absolutely love them. The only reason I chose to move to the US for studying abroad was because of poverty. I have seen my parents worry like all their lives. Like, How will we afford tuition fees next year for kids? How are we going to afford enough groceries next month? How are we going to afford like just you name it? I, I never went for shopping for three years in a row because we never had the money. I stitched the torn clothes or the worn out clothes myself to wear it. And then, and the stitches shouldn't be visible because it's a matter of to keep the, uh, keep up the appearances. I would wear jackets on top of it so that it's not visible to people. Like I have torn clothes and coming from there. I saw one day myself, like, I don't think I want to see my parents living this life in the future. And on top of that, I don't want to live a life of constant worry. And I'm not somebody's problem to just marry me off from like, just transfer me from one head to another head. That's it. I'm not a problem. And I'm a problem solver. Like, I want to solve my own life's problem. I don't want to depend on a man or just about anybody else to help me solve it. And I was like, OK, if I don't make the decision now to move abroad, no one's ever going to make it for my parents, for myself or my sister. So I have to do it here. And that's when I decided, OK, let's do it. Even if I fail, at least I would sleep better knowing that I tried and I failed.
0: I love what you're saying. You're saying you're a problem solver, but you had this gigantic, motivational, bigger big why, some people call it. You did want to live in poverty. You wanted to be your own woman without being dependent on your parents or on uh, a husband or something like that. And you just wanted to take charge of your life. And it sounds to me like the risk was worth it. You know, the risk was worth it to to you. And that's awesome. Let's talk for a minute about relationships. You've mentioned a few challenging relationships, But uh, right now, you're in an environment and you uh, have created this organization where you deal with people all the time, many of them dealing with difficult circumstances of their own. Oftentimes, there are people who take advantage of people in difficult circumstances, as you have mentioned. But yet, I believe, and see what you believe here, Anu, Anu, uh, is that you still have to work with people and you have to put some trust out there with somebody in order to truly uh, make some progress, to have some... Some breakthroughs. So tell us about the importance of positive or encouraging relationships or accountability or even mentorships or things like this to a process of helping both yourself and the people you work with to have some uh, uh, tools to work with, some resources to have a breakthrough. Tell us about the importance of loving, vital, caring, uh, helpful relationships.
1: Loving, vital, and helpful relationships are very important because we don't see their effects on a person right away because it's like this subtle pat on the back or a subtle just caress that a person slowly tries, like opens up and blooms. It is because of these relationships. And very sadly, a lot of immigrants do not have this privilege in their own countries because of the culture, because of the people's mindset, and because of the situations they are living in. And for them, the main problem is survival. In the U.S., Our survival needs are met. Even if a person does not have a job, the government pays them the employment benefit so that they can afford food and live somewhere. It might not be fancy, but it's enough for a person. That's not a privilege or a luxury a person in an abroad country, especially in India, will have. When we were getting stimulus checks by the government and IRS, Indian government didn't even give their citizens even a single penny to live through the pandemic. And when people have this, when they live through this day in, day out, years over years and generations over generations, the only thing in their mind is selfishness. Me, I want everything for myself and my family. That's it. I like they become selfish and what do they want? They want money. That and money is everything. My, I won't say my own family, but my extended family. They they literally extorted me in the name of website designing, just for money.
0: In order to break through those negative deals, you got to partner up with others. And in your case, you came to the West. You help others to navigate the process of coming to the West, and a lot of folks in. In the states and other parts in the West, yeah, you know, I've been privileged to travel in third world countries, South America, Europe, Russia. I've been to Russia. There's just a lack of appreciation from a lot of Western folks, Americans particularly, who just don't get what you're saying. You know, just don't get it. Uh, don't get the don't get the sensibility of the survival issue or the very the basic subsistence issue that many people would settle for, but also then. Uh, have, you know, there's some jealousies, and there's racism, there's cultural biases, all kinds of things that are there. But there have been, there have to be uh people you've partnered up with in the West that have been helpful to you in the West who've been helpful to help you partner up to help you to create what you're doing now. And tell us a little bit about that, if that has been the When
1: case. I first moved, I think for the first six months or seven months, I was just shocked at how Loving and supportive people were in the US. And like literally, I would come back and call my parents and tell them the stories. And I'll, I'll tell them, like, I can't believe how helpful these people are. Like, if I had gotten even one of this, this much helpful person back in India. My story wouldn't be so challenging. Like just one person would have made a lot of difference. But no, everybody I met for everything I needed needed to get done to come to the U.S. at every step, no help. And that was the biggest challenge to accept to accept the willingness of people to love me and help me so much.
0: And I always like to ask my guests what so I I really believe in a process where there's these for a person to really navigate and get through something bad. One of the bad things that can happen to you is you know, being in debt or being poor or depression or having a disease, you know, or, you know, we had with the COVID crisis, we had a lot of death and things like that throughout the whole world. That was a common thing or certainly relationship issues or another one, big things that people deal with. When I get through those, we talked about a couple of them. I believe you have to be an action taker. And I believe you have to have some connection, some positive connection with others. You just can't do it alone. In other words, uh, another thing I believe also that comes into play is some sensibility. Of you got a mission greater than yourself, that you're thinking about something beyond yourself. You mentioned several times, Anu, about how, you know, just the, the money, the greed part was a part of your experience. But I hear and feel in your vibe from you that you have a mission greater than yourself. And for some folks, that's a mission of. Some great social cause and some folks it's a spiritual thing or a religious thing or some sort of a meditation type thing. Tell us about any sensibility about, uh, in your case, uh, something that you connected to greater than self.
1: Let me put it this way. I want to offer help to people, the help that I never got. Like the the help I wanted from the, the consultant I paid, but they never came back to me to help out. All they were interested in was my money. People are ready to pay, but I'm like, at what cost? They need to be, they need to get what they're looking for because it's not about money in the end. It's about making an impact. Suppose I help a person move abroad and we stay in touch, but then we lose contact. I don't mind, but I'll, I sleep better knowing I not only helped one person. I probably have an entire future generation of that person. And no one thinks like that. Anybody who thinks about money doesn't think about this. They don't think they are changing lives. They are changing generations and they are changing families' future. They only think the client becomes one of the columns and rows on on their fact sheet. That's it. It doesn't become any more than that.
0: So you're about changing lives. You started with your life and now you're helping change others. And that's another thing I think uh, is so important for a life transformation to take place is when we love others enough to give back to them. So let's talk a little bit now about what you do. You know, you've created this company called Wings Education. So tell me about what you do there and how you're changing lives and so some of the people that you work with and some of your passions there. I know that you've already indicated you're a problem solver and you deal with immigration issues. It is incredibly complex, and you, I'm sure, you, you I'm sure, it's your world that you live in, and you are an inspirational person, and you are helping other people.
1: Wings Education's a one-stop solution to all abroad migration problems. Right from motivation and then preparing for exams, approving English language skills, applying to colleges, applying for permanent residencies and everything. So I help with everything. And not only this, once an immigrant moves abroad, what are they going to do? They got to work. How are they supposed to sustain themselves? So I do help um, immigrants find a job abroad, but it's very tough for immigrants to be convinced. That a person can truly help them find a job because of the betrayals they have faced back in their country. Uh, their own fair share of betrayals and backstabbing for them to have so much, so less trust in people. I'm trying to do my best and I, I am happy to know I do have a lot of students who do trust me and who do exactly as i say I, I feel i have this gift that even if i don't even if i don't say but whatever i suggest and tell people to do it works for them and it has worked for everybody no matter what
0: but it sounds like you have in this process of giving to others you've built up trust where people have now entrusted you and Also, you've come through in terms of exams and helping people when they uh, arrive to to find jobs and to find a place uh, to be. And you've also found some people to connect up with. Uh, here in the States to be partners with that. But I'm also interested just for a minute or two, I knew about some of the challenge you face, face here, because it's not all many Americans do not appreciate how good we have it, especially if you travel abroad, you get a better appreciation of that. Because so therefore you have folks who are, have their own biases or prejudices and other systematic and political things, which are problematic. How are you navigating some of that? Are you navigating, are you having to deal with racism more you know, culturalism or anything else that is challenges for you that, and, uh, especially if I know for some immigrants, this becomes a slant, you know, kind of a shock as well. How are you navigating some of those things that you must be facing?
1: I did face a little bit of racism and, but I don't think I got the bad end of the stick because when I moved, I integrated myself with the culture and the language sooner and as much as I could. So that it becomes easier for people to understand me, like working on my accent, working on the way I speak, like making, using more American idioms, just making, speaking things that are easier for Americans, Americans or in general for everybody to understand and not speaking the language like Indian English. That's a big problem with people, like people who move from India, but they never stop doing Indian things. Those are the people who have the most difficult time integrating in the culture. Even if they move out of India, they still live in India in the U.S. And I know many people like that who have lived in the U.S. They are naturalized U.S. citizens, but they have never even made one American friend.
0: So you're saying that it's important for uh, immigrants to assimilate into the culture. And yet I also know that importance of sustaining some their heritage, their legacy, their their lineage, and that must be a, a bit of a balancing act. I know that in my particular case, I work in a multicultural environment. Uh, I'm a pastor of a church and the church I have, I have a, a associate pastor who's Hispanic. And so we the church is located in a area that is uh, both. Uh, uh, it's a very poor neighborhood, inner city, and there's a you know there's basically poor white folks and there is poor black folks and poor Hispanic folks. So we have a English language service and we have a Spanish language service and a Hispanic pastor, and we have a number of folks in both groups. But we do have some language challenges. But we have to everybody's got to work at it is what I'm trying to say. Everybody's got to work at it. It's not just folks, Central and South America, in my case, who have to work on learning their English, but some of us who are English speakers need to work harder understanding and not being you know quick to judge. And that works uh, both ways. And, and I, I've seen the success of that as well in my church now, a former church, where we had some folks in desperate situations who came from the country of Myanmar, which is, which is uh, you know they've had you know incredible tragedies in that part of the world and uh and they made made their way here and you know they grew their group grew from a small group of uh, 25 or so to about 2 or 300 but they were also uh uh worked hard at assimilating but also they're very much in, uh, connected to their their native tongue and uh social norms and that as well so it's seen kind of both ways but tell us now about what You provide this one-stop shop for for folks who are who are immigrants and facing the immigrant experience here in the United States. I'd like to hear from him about uh, and about basically a success story. Tell us about somebody you've worked with who has kind of come through your training and your process, and you can just say, "Okay, this makes me feel good that I this is you know." You mentioned about life change a minute ago. And this is what this is all about for me. Tell us a story about a person or a person's or a family that you've seen. They've got they've got this aha moment and they have transitioned from their country of origin. So
1: I helped a lady. She was 34 years old at the time. She was married, but her husband had abandoned her out of domestic violence and everything. So it was a case of abandoned marriage and just desperately trying to make life for a single woman. So I helped her pursuing education in the U.S. She did finish. She wasn't smart, but she was very hardworking. So she did work very hard, and despite the age gap and the culture difference and everything where she came from, she did a good job. And she didn't stay in touch with me because she was very private. She was like. Thank you, Anu, from bringing me here. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be my own person from here on. She made it. She, she would text me, you know, like uh, once in a while, saying like, "Hey, I graduated. I'm, I'm working over here. I'm living here. I just moved here and all." Another story I have is a uh, of a girl who was in similar situations like I was. Poor family, two siblings, both girls, both parents in the same pressure. This was around the time something very dramatic happened in india that was called as demonetization in that i'm not sure if you're aware but overnight the government of india banned the use of certain denomination of bills in the economy so what happened was she suffered a lot because of
0: you're talking about monetary currency now? I just want to make so sure they, we're talking about they, the same thing. They stopped thing. Okay.
1: circulating the, I think, 500 rupee bill and a 1,000 rupee bill. So what happened was she got stuck in between that. She had an admit she had to make a deposit to the university, but the bank wouldn't let her access any loans or any money from her own account, even if she had some that she had saved over, over the month. And whatever, like she couldn't keep cash because... The cash would hmm. be worthless since the denominations were banned. She worked very hard. And then I told her, like, take a break. Let's take a break of a year and try for a scholarship. So that way we can work on your profile even better. She did get a scholarship. She got a 150% scholarship from the college that paid not only her tuition, but her rent, her books, her laptop and gave her a job on campus that paid her $1,200 a month. That is like, a great privilege. Then I had another boy who got US visa rejected four four times and nobody could help him. He's like, ma'am, I have tried everything. I don't know why, but it would not be approved ever. And he can't come if his visa is not approved. So I was like, you know, let's give a shot. I trained him. I told him everything, all the answers and everything, like how to answer, how to prepare your answer, how confidently to speak, all, all the body language training that, that person's visa was approved in the first 10 seconds of his interview.
0: Well, that's an awesome, great uh, testimonial story. That makes you feel good too, doesn't it? When you know that you've accomplished something and it gives makes you a sense that you have value in what you're doing and you're doing something greater than yourself. And so that, that's a huge, it's a huge need out there for uh, people to understand the immigration issue better, for, to work with folks who are immigrating into our country. The need is great. We have great Need economically in all kinds of ways, you know, and we are better for it. In Western countries, when we have diverse, we become better when we become more eclectic in that type of way. So, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing. And, and if folks want to know more about you, Anu, about who you are and what you're about, about you.
1: they can find me on Instagram. On Instagram, we have close to thirty thousand followers. They can always find me on Instagram. And if they wanna look at my professional credentials, then they can find me on LinkedIn using my name, Wat. And on Instagram, I use the handle called as flyingwithwingsedu. Where
0: well, we will put connections and links to all of that on our show notes page at drbradmiller.com. And it's been a real pleasure to have Anu Watt with us today. Her name of, of her organization is called Wings Education. It's looked for great things from you and from your the services that you offer as you offer a vital uh, service that helps everybody, really. So our guest today on Beyond Adversity, Anu Watt. What a great story. What a fascinating person Anu Wat is from wingseducation.com. That's Wings Education, W-I-N-G-S, educations with an S at the end, dot com. And she talks about her company and her process and her story of how to overcome the adversity and the credible obstacles of being an immigrant and to have success. I've seen this firsthand myself, Every my, my, my good people. My, I work with immigrants in my church I'm at, with our church that I serve as a pastor, is uh, has English-language people and Spanish-language people, includes many immigrants from Central and South America. And I've seen how incredibly astute they are at problem solving, dealing with the matters at hand, and to succeed anyhow, and work. Working together. In other situations, I've seen people work together to uh, from other cultures, from Myanmar, the country of Myanmar, for instance. I've worked with other folks from that country who have gone through an incredible civil war, where they and they had a religious persecution, where they fled for their very lives to come to United States. In this case, and how they work together. Here is the thing. Here is the actual points that they have done, and that you can do this too. That is to commit to problem solving. Do you have an attitude, a immigrant mindset, if you will, to do whatever it takes and to deal with whatever the circumstances are with grace and be motivated even when you fail. If you fail 10 times, you still get up and you still try to solve the problem. A new points towards education as being a key factor in that. So my, 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 takeaway for you today, the action point is if you have a problem in your life, be a problem solver. Don't whine and complain about it. Look for the ways you can solve the problem. And the second piece is to get educated, learn about it, and then apply your learning to your problem solving. That can be helpful. If you need some help in this area, particularly in the area of immigration, go over to WingsEducations.com and talk to Anu Watt, and she can be helpful to you as well. We look to be helpful here on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller, helping you to navigate adverse life conditions and to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Head on over to DrBradMiller.com, where we have a free gift for you there, and we also have over 160 episodes. Of this podcast, telling the stories of people like Anu, who have a process of helping people to get unstuck, to move past adversity, to achieve success in life—a place we like to call a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose—we're here for you every week to speak into your life to help you to grow through what you go through. Here on the Beyond Adversity podcast. So, till next front, until next time, friends. This is Doctor Brad Miller, encouraging you to continue
2: and purpose.